Welcome to the There's More podcast, where we're helping women to dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. Today is an amazing yeah. interview. We are being joined by Wendy Backlund, who is a, a speaker and a teacher and a writer. She's written some great books. But one of the things that we wanted to have her on for was because she has learned how to live from her spirit. And Rachel and I talk a lot about spirit, soul, body. It's been very revelatory for both of us. Mm -hmm. But she just is is ahead of us down that way, you know, and has really learned to 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 facilitate heaven on earth. And so you want to stick around all the way to the end. She does an activation that you're going to be able to do over and over again. That's going to work that muscle of living from your spirit. Welcome to the There Is More podcast. Wendy Backlund, we are so excited to talk to you. Oh my goodness, this is, you are truly one of our favorite people in the world, and we are just honored to have you back. We did a workshop with you way back when we were all holed up in our houses, (laughs) 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 which, you know, I'm I'm like, you were like us, we're kind of like, we like this Zoom thing. We like sleeping on our own beds and talking to people over the internet. I can't imagine how many podcasts were birthed out of COVID. Oh my goodness. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, you are the author of Victorious Emotions and Living from the Unseen. You're one of our favorite people, and we cannot wait for all the listeners that we have to be introduced to you if they don't already know who you are. So why don't you give us just a little bit of your history and your ministry with Steve and how you came to be the person that, you know, I want to write down to. everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a long history because I'm 65 now. So <laughs> It's a beautiful um, history. Yeah. Yes. So my husband and I got saved at the end of the Jesus movement in the seventies got radically saved. Um, unfortunately it just kind of meandered off into performance. You know how that happens. Mm -hmm. And partly because I think there just wasn't any teaching. I mean, the church we went to believed in miracles. We just never saw any. (laughs) Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and if there was any power in the unseen realm, it was Satan. You know, yeah. if anything supernatural happened, it must be Satan. I know. God yeah. doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's familiar. Yeah. So um, the good part is we learned some basics about the word. I mean, we're very strong in the word and sacrificing, you know, for God, you know, our time, our money, whatever. But I was dying on the inside because... Mm-hmm. You know, I would say things like, oh, yeah, if you're a Christian, you're full of peace. That was a big lie. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're a Christian, you know, you have more than enough. And that was a big lie. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just in such deception because I I really wanted to believe the word of God. And I knew it was true. There was just a disconnect from what the word of God said a Christian looked like and what my life looked like. Mm. And you know how we are as Christians. We, the first thing we look at is what's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, because it looks on the outside, like everybody else is doing well. And so in 1991, we got hooked up to Bill Johnson and turned my world upside down. Mm. (laughs) And I began to understand that it wasn't about my performance that was keeping me 
from a victorious Christian life. It was my belief systems. Mm. Sure. And I, I can't tell you, you know, I, I always thought, oh, it's my heart. You know, if I really loved God, I'd be a better Christian. And I can remember one time just crying out saying, God, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. And then in frustration, I remember saying, God, I evidently I can't give it to you. Would you take it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just do something. Just yeah. back to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm not capable of it. You do it. Yes. And he just calmly said, Wendy, I've got your heart. Now I need your mind. Mm, wow. And he just opened up Romans 12 to, to Steve and I, because we had been indoctrinated in Romans 12, 1, which was the sacrifice, you know, mm -hmm. giving yourself as a living sacrifice to God. And Romans 12, 2 is not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by renewing your mind. Mm -hmm. And started meditating on that verse over and over in my heart. And I can remember God saying, I want you to realize that you can't be transformed by sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrifice doesn't bring transformation. It wow. doesn't bring change. It doesn't even bring freedom from sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All it does is, you know, it, it's our reasonable service, but if we never transform our mind, we're going to live in a disconnect with the, the promises of God. Right. Totally. Yeah. And, and so that was the big change for us. And I started, you know, actually there was a point where he started specifically saying, okay, here's some beliefs in your head that I want you to, to sacrifice. Mm, and wow. that was much harder than sacrificing time or money or dreams because yeah. he was saying things like, Wendy, will you sacrifice your belief that you're shy? Yeah. Oh. Mm. And I'm like, but I've got experiential proof, you know, <laughs> yeah. <of> shyness. <laughs> Wow. And that's such a deeply rooted one. You know, it kind of oh, goes yeah. along with, well, that's my personality type. That's mm -hmm. just who I yes. am. And I know yeah. you do. I, I've heard you talk quite a bit um, about who you were and, and who mm -hmm. you now are and, you know, how you would have never dreamt you'd be on a podcast, you know, talking to us. So what were some of the, the you know, because I, I think that I struggle sometimes with, I know I've renewed my mind. I know the right answer, but I still don't feel like I see change. So when did that kind of click for you? And can you give us like a specific example of something like once you really started to believe it, there was proof in how you felt differently, how you acted differently. Like what are, mm -hmm. do you have some examples of that? Yeah. Um, but I think I need to preface this with, I didn't really believe everything I thought I believed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me either. I mental, yeah. Yeah. I had a mental agreement with it, um, with everything the Bible said. And I remember God challenging me and him saying, Wendy, do you believe that I, I, I'm going to provide for you. And I'm like, oh, yes, I know scripture. I know you said you'll provide for me. And he said, well, why are you worried? Mm -hmm. And my thought was, oh, do my emotions have to believe it too? And that's when he said, that's when you'll know you believe it. If your beliefs haven't changed your emotions, you don't fully believe it yet. Well, that's good. 
So how do you get there? Yeah. Everybody is, I get, I can <laughs> hanging on the, the table. <laughs> how I want this. How do I get there? How Speak did you street. get there? How did you move from mental agreement yeah. to your emotions coming fully alive to that being truth? Yeah, it's a journey and you can't do the whole Bible in a gulp. Yeah. It was like I had to take specific promises, mm. specific beliefs, you know, even to this day, I'll take a season and God will just reveal a, a specific lie that's influencing my life. Yeah. And so I will make declarations that are from the Bible or from the prophetic words I've had in my life. And, you know, like Steve will have a hundred declarations a day i will have five to ten and all of them will be geared towards tearing down one specific lie that's good wow that's really good and do you visualize each declaration wendy to oh. really do you put an emotion with the declaration because to me that's when it really seals for me mm -hmm. is oh, when for i sure. feel something related to the declaration because me saying something it didn't really yeah. do a lot for me. Yeah. I have to like no. connect it. Mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. everybody. Yeah. I, there's a few things that I do to get it deeper in me is one is I'm going to write the declaration in a way that I'm more likely to believe it. If I use Ooh, someone good. else's declaration, the wording yeah. sometimes it doesn't sound like me. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to reword it. And then anytime I start a new declaration, I'm going to spend at least five to 10 minutes, sometimes more, depending on how hard it is to envision it. I'm going to envision what it looks like when it's true mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to envision it until I get an emotion attached to it. Mm. Okay. Is that... They've proven that when you have an emotion with a thought, it, it does something to your brain. It releases a chemical that makes a deeper imprint mm -hmm. on that belief. And, and that's why, I don't know if you've noticed, but when people rehearse or reimagine negative things like the last great failure or a shameful thing that happened to them yeah, or a... It or a hurt. Yeah. You imagine it until the emotion comes up and then you go into this spiral of emotion. And what you've done is you've just created a deeper right. brain stronghold for that. The belief that came with the event. Right? Well, it's almost the same science behind cutting, honestly. Behind you know, cutting? Cut, you know, like the pain that oh, it creates, yeah. Yeah. it releases, releases yeah. it almost like makes a person feel better <laughs> yeah. to like go back into it, which is just so bizarro. Yeah. I mean, with the brain side. Yeah. Wendy, real fast, I would love to hear you talk about, because I think a lot of people listening, they they might not have done father's house and they don't know spirit, soul, body and yeah. heart and mind. And cause you're talking about parts, obviously I would love mm -hmm. to hear you explain spirit, soul, body and how you teach it. Because to me, that's so fundamental when you're talking about the heart, when you're talking about the spirit, mm -hmm. the mind, mm -hmm. emotions, all of that. I would love to hear you just, how do you explain that to, you know, a, a new 
30 year old to living out of your spirit. Really? Yeah, I think I, I discovered that a lot of people have no clue what their spirit is or that they're supposed to be in a um, they, defining themselves as a spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I think the most unhappy Christians are those who think that they are a human being trying to act spiritual. Right. Yes. Oh, amen. Yeah. Me. That was me yeah. for 35 years oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. Yeah. So we're a body. And to me, our soul is the part of us that gives us the distinction of, you know, like, what what you're passionate about, what you like, how your brain works and all of that. And Personality. Your spirit, mm -hmm. your spirit is what's made in God's image. And when your spirit comes alive within the body, you are now actually a physical body that's been taken over by a spirit. Mm -hmm. And here's a good way to put it. If you think about a person who is demon possessed they're still a body they still have their soul but now they can do things with their body and with their mind that they couldn't do before mm -hmm. i've seen them levitate i've seen them um send their spirit places i mean yeah i've seen them bend their bodies in ways that are physically impossible yeah. right and the reason for that is because Spirit created this world and spirit is what influences it. Mm. So just as in the, the dark side, a spirit from Satan can make them do things that are physically impossible in the natural. Well, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Our spirit has mingled with God's spirit. Mm -hmm. And now we should be able to rise above the natural laws of this world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Wendy, as you have begun to, you know, as because you have invested so much, that, that Living from the Unseen Realm book, uh, really, y'all mm -hmm. need to get that book. It's so good. And what I love about it is you you really emphasize that for you, this there was this transition in your life of really learning how to live from your spirit and how to work mm -hmm. those muscles so that you were living more out of the spirit than out of the soulish realm. So in the soul, we're renewing yeah. our mind. We want to align our mind to the thoughts of God and the mind of Christ. So how what practical steps can someone take who says, well, I want to live from my spirit? How do we even recognize when we <laughs> are living from our spirit? You know, like, how does that? I can tell you when I'm not. Oh. I'm really good <laughs> yeah. at that. About 20 minutes ago, I was not. <laughs> when the internet was not working. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think that's so, I, I can just hear, I, I wish we could keep you on here for two hours because I have a hundred questions I'd ask about this. <laughs> I think if hopefully your listeners have all had moments, maybe in a prayer meeting or a worship time, where something rose up within them yeah. and they felt powerful. They, they really felt like they were above and not beneath. Yes. They could take on the demonic cords of hell. Um, they felt like they really knew everything God said was true. Well, that was your spirit finally manifesting itself. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So good. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where we want to live. Yes. Yeah. So how do we maintain it? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is you have to practice it. Yeah. Um, Most people will practice feeling shameful. Well, we want to practice being in the spirit. So go back to the last great encounter you had with God. um, And just reimagine it, Mm -hmm. refocus on it. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I highly recommend is, 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 this is how I view it. When a baby, a natural baby is born, he doesn't know, he comes out of the womb, but he doesn't know how this natural world works. Yeah. I mean, I've read things that said the, if mom is in another room, they don't know that mom's in another room. They think mom doesn't exist because wow. their brain doesn't have a concept of another room yet. Wow. Yes. You know, so they're learning about gravity. They're learning about heat and cold and what happens when you do this. So we're born again of the spirit. And so we Mm -hmm. have to begin to train our brain to be a student of the spirit. So the spirit can begin to train our brain how the spirit realm works. Well, that's a great analogy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Really good. So... And one of my favorite stories is I read a secular book called um, my, oh, shoot, maybe the title will come to me in a minute, but it's about a brain, oh, my stroke of genius, my stroke, stroke of, of genius, I think, or insight. My yeah. Stroke. Anyway. Where this, she had had a stroke, the, the doctor. Yeah, she had oh, a stroke. yes. I yeah. just ordered that. That's oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I did. I was listening yeah. to a podcast about it. That is so oh, interesting. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so she, I'll tell a shortened version of the story. One of the things that after she had her stroke, she couldn't, she lost the complete use of the side of her brain that she needed to be a brain scientist, which she was at the top of her field and as a brain scientist. And her mom was helping to rehabilitate her. And her mom discovered that she was not seeing three-dimensionally. So everything looked like a picture. And she said her her sense of dimension was so out of whack that she couldn't tell where she began and ended. Oh. I mean, that's serious dimensional problems. Can you imagine? No. What? Yes. How do you even do anything? I don't know. How do you even walk? I mean, yeah. it seems like yeah. it would be very difficult, everything. Yeah. Yes. It, it's a really fascinating story about what it's like to lose that side of your brain. Wow. But she... She said her mom began to talk to her and try to teach her about three dimensions and how you can tell some things are further away. And she, this is what radically changed my life. She said, as soon as my brain began to understand the concept of dimension, I began to see three dimensionally. So cool. Wow. And I wow. shut the book and I remember thinking, <laughs> oh, I'm reading the Bible all wrong. Yeah. What if the Bible is God's attempt to teach our brain about the concept of another realm? Wow. Wow. And as soon as we, our brain will hold on and, and actually believe there's another realm, we will see it. Wow. 
Oh, I want to see it. Oh, I mean, I'm always so like, good. I'm not a seer. I mean, I'm seeing, but it's like I can see the Wizard of Oz. I'm not seeing yeah. into the spiritual yeah, realm. Right. I don't see angels. I don't see demons. I want yeah. to. I would love to yeah. do that. But yeah. do you think that's a training, Wendy? Or do you think some people, I mean, I think some people just have it. But can you train well, yourself to see that yes. without making it up? I mean, honestly, I that's always my can. question. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still not there. I mean, I, I've had tiny glimpses, but the thing is, is, and this is what really got me is our imagination is how our spirit yeah. gets information to our brain. And then, right. then we have the choice in our brain to believe whether that was real or not. Right. Totally. Yeah. That's why inner healing well, works. I mean, know, it's, it, oh, it's for sure. And I even think about, you know, the story, I don't remember exactly what story it was, but where some, where, where God spoke, maybe it was when he said this, my beloved son, I don't think it was that one. It was a voice crying. I'm well pleased with you. Mm -hmm. Some heard thunder and yeah. some heard a voice. Yeah. And yeah. so their brain filtered out, well, it can't be God. Because mm -hmm. I've, I don't have any concept for that God would actually speak and say he's well pleased with mm -hmm. you. You yes. know, I mean, that is a, that's a that's an example of oh, it right yeah. there. Like, oh I wonder gosh. how much yeah. we're actually filtering out because we haven't renewed our mind or are living from our spirit to even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then when you do, do hear someone that said, I heard God audibly, you're like, right. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we're doubting Thomas. I mean, my oh, name is Thomas a lot of times. <laughs> Let me be honest. If I were sitting at the Last Supper Thursday night, <laughs> he would be me. You know, I mean, because I do think in the spirit realm, there is this massive opportunity for belief yeah. and doubt. Yeah. And 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 that's, I was listening to Charles Duhigg today, the, the guy who wrote The Power of Habit. And he was saying, your brain does not know the difference in a bad habit and a good habit. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And, yeah. and so my question to you, Wendy, just is related to this, because to me, in the natural, we have to set up habits to live from our spirit. Yeah. And so what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Like today, what did that look like today? I mean, you've, mm -hmm. you've done half the day. I mean, I know some days are busier <laughs> than others, but a good day where you're like, I'm going to practice this. You, you've you inspired know? me. So I know. after you say, I'll tell you what I've learned from you, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've learned it from both of y'all. So y'all tell me what to do. Well, first, you know, I, I want to share, go back a little bit to what we were talking about before that might help people. Two things. One is that we have to get over the fear of being deceived. Yes. I remember Bill Johnson saying most Christians are have more faith in the enemy's ability to deceive them yeah. than God's ability to lead them. Absolutely. That's great. You cannot go on this journey being afraid. Yeah. True. So true. I keep some people around you that know the word of God that you trust you know, so that you don't go way off. Cause yeah, that can happen. Mm -hmm. I've known people that mm -hmm. it's happened to. So keep people around you. Never just because you've had an experience doesn't mean that you know the Bible better than other people. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it still has to be grounded. The other thing that I want to share is an experience that shifted everything I had this vision back in the mid nineties. It was my very first vision. And it, it, it was Jesus and I dancing 
And when the, the vision was done, I doubted it because it was like, was that just my imagination? Was that me? Was that God? Am I making things up now? Yeah. You know, there was just this real doubt, although the vision felt really powerful and I felt loved like I'd never felt before. Wow. And I went home from the conference that we were at where I had the vision and a girlfriend of mine, the very next Sunday, sat down next to me and said, hey, Wendy, have you ever danced with Jesus? Oh, thank you, Lord. And this was, you know, fairly like 1994 or five. Oh, my goodness. Nobody asked those kind of questions right. yeah. back then. Oh. And so my jaw dropped and I'm like, how did you know? And she said, well, while you were gone, I was in the prayer house and Jesus came in and we began to dance together. And she looked at Jesus and she said, this is so cool, but nobody's ever going to believe that I danced with you. And Jesus looked at her and said, Wendy will, she has. Oh my gosh. What? We are covered in yeah. chills. I mean, my arm Wendy, is literally like what a standing gift up. that he gave. I mean, I tell you what, there's just nothing better than no, confirmation. There's not. No, there's not. Cool. No, I'm I so even shared, grateful. I had not even shared that testimony. Wow. I mean, that vision with Steve. So wow. I had told nobody. Oh but gosh. years later, I was sharing that that experience. And as I'm sharing it, I hear God say, hey, Wendy, did you notice that when I told your friend, Wendy, Wendy will believe you, she has. And he said, I did not say Wendy's imagined it too. Right. That's awesome. Right. And he began to talk to me about wow. the realm of the spirit. Yeah. And he said, when you danced in your, what felt like just your imagination, it was your spirit painting a picture of what was actually happening in the unseen realm. Wow. wow. That's incredible. Wow. Oh, when so that increased God. my faith. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, it, it just draws you back. You're like, okay, I'm going to sit and spend time with you. And mm -hmm. so I'd love, because I think that I'd, I'd love for us to kind of end with um, talking about like a practical way that you have of where you sit and you soak with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and I will give you a little reminder where you told the story about when you go to fill gas up in your car. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's such a great metaphor. Will you share that as a metaphor for spending time with the Lord and soaking with Him? Yes, and I think this is important for people because sometimes we think, well, it was a waste of time unless I had this big, giant revelation or vision yeah. or, or felt something. Yes. And sometimes you do. Yeah. You know, and, and probably more often than not, I'm getting revelation, but sometimes... And I, back then I was probably soaking, I don't know, maybe five hours a day sometimes. Wow. Um, just because I was so hungry for more. And I remember one time nothing happening. I mean, I just laid there for an hour or two and felt like, well, that was a waste of time. Wow. And God just gave me this picture. He said, well, when you go to a gas station, you get out and you put the pump into your car and you stand there by faith believing oh something God, is good, going yeah. in there yeah and then so you're wasting time 
without ever seeing anything. And then you have so much faith that something happened that you actually pay money (laughs) for what you just did. (laughs) That's great. And then you believe that for some reason now your car is going to work for another week. Right, right. And that's what soaking in God's presence is. We have to believe. Good. I I do love, you know, when something actually happens, but by faith, I'm, my declaration is, is it's impossible to be in his presence and not be changed. And what is your definition? What does soaking for someone who's listening? They're like mm-hmm. soaking in the bathtub. What are you right. talking about, lady? <laughs> so <laughs> can, can you give those of us who haven't participated in soaking, like what that looks like for, you know, what, what how would you suggest we even start right. that, Wendy? I think that would be the question. Yeah, I think I... I do it differently now than I did when I started because Mm -hmm. after a while you can get into the spirit faster. Mm -hmm. It's a muscle you build. So probably the reason I spent five hours soaking is because the first three hours it was getting out of my head. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I would worship until... I could feel my spirit kind of rise up. You just feel the difference. Your spirit man is already perfected and it's seated in heavenly places. It already knows it wins. It already knows it's above and not beneath. It knows the authority. It knows, it knows heaven because it's living in two realms at the same time. So I'm looking for that shift where my spirit man is more preeminent than my my brain and my body. It's mm, good. And, and so how looking, and and you're so you're putting on worship music. I'm I'm just practically speaking yes. like worship music with words. Are you doing like are you playing? Do you have a certain favorite? Are you a Julie True girl? Like what do you listen to yeah. when you soak? I'm just I'm for I'm just thinking of like myself if I'd mm-hmm. never done that. Well, how do I even start? Like do I play you know <laughs> Bethel's album or yeah. what? How uh-huh. do you do it? Um, and again, that has shifted for me over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so used to being in the spirit now that sometimes I don't have to worship. Sometimes I do. Yeah. If I've had a bad week or something, I just need to mm-hmm. get an adjustment. Um, back then, and you might even still like this. It, it's a little more old school, but to me, um, there's a, a lady named um, Joanne McFadder. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she has a, a CD called Temple Dance. Okay. Sounds and fun. I wonder you're drawn to it. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. the dancer you among us, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that CD, I probably used for like three straight years. Wow. It was big. It's it's um, funny because mine's Julie True. Yeah, I mean I have listened yeah. to. The oh, I mean in the Julie bathtub. True. I mean I will turn into a raisin listening to Julie <laughs> True, and I don't take baths that yeah. often, but when I do, I always play her. Yeah, yeah. We'll do. Yeah. Okay, McFadden. Okay, and, and, and then I wanted to say too, there was also in the beginning season before I could even find God. A lot of times I had to shift the atmosphere around me. So if what I was doing, this was back in early 90s, 
I'd put my kids to bed. I'd go to the church sanctuary. And a lot of times I would be feeling overwhelmed or I'd be feeling, you know, discouraged or hopeless. And I would just kind of put on hopeless Christian music. You know, it was almost like I was trying to get music that fit how I was feeling. Woe is me. You know, (laughs) Christian life is so hard. You know, that kind of stuff. And God said, we're not going to do that anymore. He said, I need you to to verbalize what you're feeling, what negative feeling you have, and then find Christian music that is the exact opposite. Wow, that's cool. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, I love that. So I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. If I was feeling depressed, I would put on really joyful, wow. dancing music. If I was feeling overwhelmed, like the enemy was winning, I would put on warfare music. Oh, wow. And I would do it until the atmosphere over me shifted. Oh, that's good, Wendy. That's cool. Yeah, because if you don't address what your atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, and you, we're big about, oh, let's change the atmosphere of our city. Well, if you can't change your atmosphere, you're not right. change the atmosphere of the city. Exactly. How about let me start over my head? <laughs> exactly. The one that's in my kitchen when I'm cooking and I've just burnt everything. <laughs> I change that atmosphere. That, that one. Okay, we have a yeah. few questions, Wendy, before we go, because we know your time is precious, but... Um, so what's your favorite read right now? What are you reading? Well, <laughs> don't say John. <laughs> we allow you to say a non-Christian you title. Want. We're humans <laughs> having a spiritual experience right. for this moment. <laughs> yes. It, and this is probably isn't for everybody, but I've been reading change your paradigm change your life oh oh yeah i've heard about this book yes yeah who is it by he he's kind of a a new age type guy okay yeah what i like is he teaches what i teach but from a different point of view because yes i think he does believe in god but not not like we would yeah right right. it's like jim quick it's like limitless like very similar probably to that yeah yeah so and what I've been doing lately, he talks about um, an experience he had where he never read books. And when he was a young man, he just decided to pick up a book and read it. And it was called uh, Think and Grow Rich or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And there was another, he was in a small town and there was a friend of his who was known in town as a ferocious reader mm-hmm. you know people teased her and said you probably read every single book in the library in town this was back in the 60s and so she heard that he had started reading and so she's like ah, oh, i heard you started to read and he goes yes ma'am and she goes what are you reading and he goes think and grow rich and she goes well good for you you know keep it up and about three months later, she saw him again. She goes, are you still reading? He's like, yes, ma'am. Well, what are you reading now? And he said, think and grow rich. <laughs> and a year later, wow, she meets him again. And she says, what yeah. are you reading now? And he said, think and grow rich. And she just had this look on her face. But his point was, 
she had read a thousand times more books than him, mm. but her books never changed her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He read one book for one year and his income. Man, I want to do that. Like, I can't remember what happened to his income, but it was like wow. crazy. Oh, crazy yeah. Like limitless. I'm telling you that's, that book. I know ooh, you love that God, book. I love that book. I that's love that. that's limitless okay, for me. Last question, Wendy, is, um, and thank you for this, because oh, I've got so many so thoughts fun. going through my head I right now. I just love it. We need to come have tea with you, I Wendy. know, we do. We're <laughs> yes, yes. We'll fly to you, though. Right. You'll have to get that's out. We like California. The last question is, what is the current message in your mouth? Like, what's what is God put in your mouth that it's just like burning? Like, this is what I want would want everyone to know what's that message loaded that the loaded only, question. yeah I, and i think this has to do with the whole state of the world and the hopelessness in the world is i'm totally convinced that the only answer is for people to learn how to walk in the spirit and become supernatural beings yes i totally agree agree yeah. We don't need just better people with yeah. good character. Um, yeah, we need people who are supernatural. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who have power. Yeah, and the presence of God, and yeah. are able to shift atmospheres. Yeah, yeah. and think like heaven. Wisdom. Think like yeah. heaven. I mean, if we, I mean, how are we ever going to think yeah. our way? You know, the thoughts yeah. of God are the thoughts that create. Yeah. The way exactly. out and, of yeah. all and this. also, we are the portal between the two realms. Oh, right. we are. Because we when are. we're, you know, when we get saved, we invite God yeah. into our life, into our realm. But when we get saved, he also invites us into his realm. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. we're the only ones with legal access to the unseen realm and with the ability to bring what's in the unseen into manifestation yeah. of the seen. Love it. But most Christians don't know how to get into the unseen realm. Yeah. Or access well, what's there. You know what? Let's speaking can of we do a little <laughs> speaking can we of do Wendy? a little practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, can, yeah. like let's let's take a few minutes if you don't mind and just kind of lead us in just settling our our souls and getting into our spirit and letting that lead and um and just see where you where you'd like to take us how does that sound oh that sounds great awesome (laughs) sounds good to us too yeah Yeah. i'm closing my eyes wendy i can't wait i'm ready take me there what what i feel like i'm supposed to do is just help you feel your spirit what your spirit feels like and what it's capable of. So just relax. There's, you don't have to strive. If you think you're striving, then just go back into peace, relax. Cause you, you don't try harder. It's all in at place of peace. So Holy spirit, we thank you that we have an inherent right to know our spirit man and to be able to experience the spirit realm. We ask for safety over everybody's imagination and over their whole being. We thank you that if we ask for bread, you're not going to give us a stone. So we just ask that you would open our eyes and our ears to that part of us that is connected to you, that spirit within us. So. Maybe even just imagine yourself sitting, but your spirit standing. 
that part of you that lives forever, that when your body dies, this is the part of you that will continue on. It doesn't change. It's already there. It already lives in eternity. It lives in both realms. So allow, just breathe in the air of the, the realm of God's kingdom. Let your spirit man arise. Picture it seated in heavenly places, looking down on the earth. Let that peace arise in your, your whole being. You are full of authority and power. You are above and not, the, not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. Feel it. Express it. Just sense your whole being that's outside of time and space. And it's one with God. It can see the things of heaven. Some of you are actually seeing the angelic in your mind's eye because you're, you're so focused on being spirit that you're being coming aware of what's around you. It's strong. It has dominion. You feel like you have dominion. You feel like you're perfectly loved. You have perfect peace flowing in and out of you. Father, we thank you. Teach us how to walk from that place of the spirit where we walk into a room and it doesn't shift our emotions. We shift their emotions. We shift atmospheres. We're full of peace. We are light. We are physically light in the unseen realm. I believe the demonic and the angels all see us as emanating light. Just become one with that. Picture what that might, might look like, what it might feel like. And Father, I thank you that this is a season you are teaching and training us like never before to go into the unseen and to become one with who you are and what you are. And limitations are going to fly. Lids are coming off. And you're going to lead and guide us into the things of the spirit until we begin to glow, until we shine, till kings are coming to the, our rising and people see something on our lives that nobody else has. And I just pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. I don't want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Please, it was so wild. Stay. I can see. It was like I, my yeah. when you said spirit stand up, it was yeah. like a hologram. Oh, but it yeah. was, and I could see myself going up these steps, like yeah. up through the ceiling. Mm. Oh, wow. And, I, and immediately it was like I knew I was going to get gas. You know, like you yeah. were given that, that, it was like, I knew I was going to get the gas in my spirit. Oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, a, yeah. I was like getting filled up. Oh, wow. I and became then, like a ribbon. Really? Like this is like, just totally like going to heaven. It was so bizarre. I was like super concave. Huh. Like I was like <laughs> leaning over myself. Wow. It was very, it was so yeah, odd. Wow. I was very I, long. The thing that's beautiful about what you just did, Wendy, mm. and I want to remind everybody that's listening is that. You can do this again and again and again. Just fast yes. forward right to the very end and just yeah. use this as a launching pad mm -hmm. for encountering because mm -hmm. encountering yeah. 
heaven, encountering Jesus, encountering your true self is your inheritance. Yes, that's right. So Wendy, we just bless oh, you for just just the pearls that you gave everybody today. I just I feel I, I feel like we just got gas in our tank. Oh yeah. So yes. I'm just really grateful for what you bring yeah. to the body of Christ because it's changing lives. Yeah, it really it is. is. So we just appreciate bless you. Bless you, friend. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Take care. Bye, Stay friend. Take care. See ya. Hey, if you want to follow us and get more information, kind of see what Rachel and I are up to, just follow us at Be Still Ministries for Instagram and by the same for, for Facebook. And um, we also, Rachel and I wrote a Bible study together called Father's House. You can find that at www.fathershousestudy.com. And we unpack a little bit more of our stories and why we've come to love the gospel of grace so much. So hope you'll follow us.